What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time to talk about a black writer who moved to Paris in the 50s and discovered French racism aimed at Algerians. Adam Schatz explains he wrote the introduction to the new edition of a novel called The Stone Face, written by William Gardner Smith and originally published in 1963. Now it's been republished by New York Review Books. Adam was the nation's literary editor. Now he's U.S. editor for the LRB, the London Review of Books. He also writes for the New York Review, the New York Times Magazine, the New Yorker, and others. He's also been a visiting professor at Bard and at NYU. We reached him today at home in Brooklyn. Adam Schatz, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, John. Well, many famous black writers left the United States for Paris and wrote about it. James Baldwin, probably the best known today, Richard Wright, Chester Himes, William Garner Smith was another. But who was he? I'm embarrassed to say I'd never heard of him until you got the New York Review to reprint this novel. Uh, William Gardner Smith was a journalist uh, who moved to Paris in 1951 and uh, wrote for the Pittsburgh Courier, worked for Reuters, and uh, had distinguished himself in the late 40s as a, as a young novelist. He, he wrote a book for Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux when he was 22 years old, just back from Germany, uh, where he had been with the armed services after the war book called Last of the Conquerors, which is a love story about a black soldier who falls for a German woman in post-Nazi Germany and experiences uh, freedom from racism in a country that has just slaughtered millions of its own citizens on racial grounds. You quote James Baldwin writing that Paris saved his life. He had left America when he was 24 in 1948. What exactly did he mean? I think what, what, what James Baldwin meant was that in Paris, uh, for the first time in his life, he could experience what it was like to be, to be free, to be free from uh, racism, to be free from the white gaze, and to just move around in the city as anyone else would. Um, this was what Richard Wright meant when he said that in one block of, in Paris, he uh, had more freedom than he did in the entire United States, whether in the segregated South um, or in the North under conditions of informal discrimination. And you know, many Black Americans had felt similarly uh, about Paris. Sidney Bechet, jo Josephine Baker, uh, there was an embrace of Black American uh, culture among uh, many French people and particularly among French intellectuals like uh, Jean-Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir, Chester Himes found uh, a sanctuary in, in Paris as well and, and began to publish his crime novels there. So when, when William Gardner Smith uh, got to Paris, he became part of that circle of Black American writers, which Richard Wright was the king, around cafes like the Café de Tournon. But Gardner Smith, like a number of younger Black writers, developed uh, a more disillusioned view of what Paris had to offer Black Americans and other people who were not white, notably uh, Algerians and other North Africans. 
So Gardner Smith arrived in 1951 in Paris and the Algerian Revolution began at the end of 1954. Remind us a little about the history of the Algerian Revolution and, and its supporters in Paris. The Algerian War of Independence broke out in November of 1954 after uh, some one, 130 years of, of uh, French colonialism in Algeria. In fact, uh, Algeria was not even considered a colony. It was considered a part of France. It had been annexed and turned into three departments of France. And in uh, November 1954, after many earlier peaceful uh, struggles uh, for freedom and, and equality, under uh, French rule, the Front de Libération Nationale, the National Liberation Front, declared its existence and carried out a series of, of attacks throughout Algeria, and the war uh, for freedom from French rule uh, began. It lasted uh, nearly eight years. It cost hundreds of thousands of lives. It resulted in the fall of the French Fourth Republic, nearly led to civil war um, inside France and ultimately uh, led to Algeria's emancipation. And how did William Gardner Smith get involved with Algerians in Paris? Uh, remarkably, uh, William Gardner Smith was very much attuned to the oppression of Algerians in Paris before the war began. He was reporting on it. He wrote about Algerian peddlers, peddlers and, and, and poor Algerians and the discrimination they faced. I'm not sure uh, when exactly he began to sympathize with the Algerian revolt, but it seems to have occurred fairly early after the war began. And in this, he differed from the other prominent Black writers in Paris. There was a great deal of sympathy for the Algerian struggle among Black writers, Black American writers in Paris. Baldwin, Richard Wright, Chester Himes, I think all felt sympathy, if not outright support, for the Algerians. But none of them uh, openly uh, declared it. And... Uh, the reason uh, was quite simple. There was fear of being expelled from France. So in a sense, their, their, their freedom was highly contingent. They, they had to respect that taboo. And it, William, Gard William Gardner Smith, of course, published a novel that violated that taboo two years after, but still uh, it was quite a brave act. So this is the, the biographical facts. In the novel, how does our protagonist, Simeon Brown, uh, come to engage with Algerians. Is it pretty much autobiographical? I'm not sure how autobiographical uh, the story is, but but there are elements in Simeon Brown's history that echo um, incidents in William Gardner Smith's own life. William Gardner Smith um, grew up in, in South Philadelphia. He grew up in a, in a poor neighborhood um, where by the time he was in his teens, he had suffered police brutality. And uh, he said that the reason that he left the United States was that he feared that if he stayed, he would end up killing someone. And, and that's actually repeated in Simeon Brown's own story. He, he has a, a patch on one of his eyes. He lost one eye because it was gouged in a racist attack. That's what the stone face is. The stone face is the face of, of the racist who attacked him. It's the face of, of, of inhumanity and, and hostility. So certainly Gardner Smith drew upon elements of his own biography. Simeon Brown in the novel has is, is involved with a, a young woman who is Polish, she's Jewish, she's a survivor of the camps. My sense is that she is probably inspired 
by a woman who actually uh, existed. It was a Jewish woman who had been a lover of Richard Wright and William Gardner Smith stole her from Richard Wright. I'm fairly certain that's the woman on whom Maria is based. And kind of the, the center of the novel is this question that an Algerian in Paris confronts our protagonist with, how does it feel to be a white man? Tell us about how that arises. Well, you know, it's it's not a question that that I think uh, an Algerian in nineteen in the in nineteen sixty one or nineteen sixty would have posed in quite those terms. He probably would have said, "How does it feel to be a Frenchman? How does it feel to be a Westerner?" But I think it works in a very evocative way. And in effect, Simeon Brown is someone who is tasting freedom for the first time. But he discovers that that there are other people in Paris who suffer the kind of discrimination and oppression that his own people do in uh, back in back in the United States. And through a series of, of encounters, he becomes very shaken by the thought that the freedom that he enjoys there is what Tyler Stovall, the historian, who's also written about this book, calls white freedom. Um, it, is the, it is a freedom enjoyed by white French people and not enjoyed by people from the colonies, in this case, by, by, by Algerians. And uh, it's an Algerian um, who, after a scuffle, says to him, how does it feel to be a white man? Because the police approach them. The police uh, refer to him um, in, the in the formal vu, but to the Algerian in the, in the informal tu. And uh, they also take the Algerian away in a, in a, in a, in a police car, and uh, Simeon is, is uh, free to go. Uh, so he sees that the treatment that he experiences there is, is very different from, from that of Algerians. And the Black American writers he knows are happy to enjoy that freedom, and they don't want to put it at risk. And for him, it becomes an ethical crisis, it becomes a choice. Do I stand with the Algerians or do I stand with the French, with French whites? Eventually, of course, he uh, discovers that there are French people as well, non-Black, non-Algerian French people who are fighting for Algeria's independence, the people who were part of what were known as the porteurs de valise, the baggage carriers, people who helped the FLN. And so we meet those people as well. And we see that the solidarity that is forming um, in Paris for Algerian emancipation crosses racial lines. So when, when he finished this novel, what kind of a critical response did it get in France? Well, it got no critical response in France because it wasn't published in French. All of his other, all of William Gardner Smith's books were published in French, except for this one. And uh, the reason I, I believe is not simply that the book explores the topic of Algeria's revolt against French rule. It's also that it's the first novel that um, discussed the massacre of Algerians on October 17, 1961, when the Paris police prefect, Maurice Papon, who was later revealed to have been a war criminal um, in Bordeaux and to have overseen uh, the deportation of 1,600 Jews, presided over uh, the killings of Algerians who were thrown into the Seine, who were killed in police quarters. This was in the, in the context of, of a, of a demonstration, a peaceful demonstration organized by the FLN against a police curfew that applied exclusively uh, to Algerians. This is the first novel that breaks the taboo. Um, it was only in the 1980s that Didier Dedanx, a French crime novelist, 
published a novel about the mystery of what happened on the night of October 1961. So it's my sense that you, you simply could not talk about these events in fiction at the time. And perhaps the French also thought, who was this guy to write about October 17th? He's an American after all. And so the novel did not appear in French. There was no discussion of it. And it's only this, this October that the novel will appear for the first time in French. In contrast, in the United States, he had quite a prestigious publisher, Farrar Strauss. Uh, how did the book do here? I believe that the book received uh, respectful reviews so far as I've been able to discern. But but Gardner Smith was never uh, a household name. My, my guess, too, is that the somewhat exotic setting and subject uh, made it seem uh, less than urgent in 1963, a year before Freedom Summer, although Simeon Brown eventually returns to the United States to fight on behalf of the people he calls America's Algerians, Black Americans, uh, fighting for their, their own freedom. Um, in many ways, um, I think the book was too prophetic of trends that would only occur later. For example, this is a book that imagines the Black American struggle for freedom in relation to the struggle for freedom on the part of colonized peoples. And in a sense, this is a book that helps give birth to the idea of the third world. But that term was really not in, in very much in currency at the time. And, and this is a, a few years before the, the Black Panthers arise and, you know, quote you know, Franz Fanon and, and talk about Black Americans as an internally colonized people. Gardner Smith was, was, um, was uh, exploring these themes years before. Getting back to real life and biography, James Baldwin returned to the United States to, to become a civil rights activist in 1957. Did William Gardner Smith do the same thing? Uh, he did not. Uh, unlike Simeon Brown, who returns to the, the, the United States uh, to fight with uh, America's Algerians, uh, Gardner Smith packed up his bags and went instead to Ghana and worked with the Nkrumah government and spent time with Maya Angelou and, and, and Malcolm X and was there until 1966 when he was forced to leave um, because of the coup against Nkrumah. William Gardner Smith um, only returned uh, once uh, to the United States um, in the late 1960s. I believe it was in, in 1967 or 68 um, after there had been many uh, urban revolts. And he, he returned to see his mother, whom he hadn't seen in 16 or 17 years, and also to do some reporting that uh, turned into a book, Return to Black America, which uh, is a fascinating book that, in my view, also deserves to be uh, reprinted. In that book, Gardner Smith talks to uh, Black power activists. He uh, writes about uh, gangsters in Harlem, and uh, he devotes a great deal of attention to Black American youth and uh, describing qualities that he sees as historically unique. And he traces uh, the emergence of this new consciousness back to an experience that um, marked him profoundly, uh, World War II. The experience that Black American soldiers had going to other countries, helping to liberate them and feeling free for the first time thousands of miles from home. You are responsible for getting this book back into print to sum up, I wonder if I could ask you to read that conclusion of your introduction. Smith's perspective, a radical humanism, both passionate and wise, sensitive to difference, but committed to universalism, anti-racist, but averse to tribalism, 
disenchanted yet rebelliously hopeful, feels in dangerously short supply these days. The book is The Stone Face by William Gardner Smith. Originally published in 1963, it's out now in a new edition from New York Review Books with an introduction by Adam Schatz. Adam, thanks for talking with us today. This was great. Thanks so much, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Thank you.